Okay, this is the next episode. I am going to be reading Mario Vargas Llosa's uh, La Verdad en las de las mentiras, which is the truth of the lies. Um, and I'm going to be writing down the unknown words and then translating as I go. And if I don't know words, write them down and then I'll research them and then eventually make a full interpretation. So um, this one is a longer work. So last week I did a poem and I got through the whole thing. I'm probably not gonna get through the whole thing of this because it's much longer. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four. I might try to get through like four or five paragraphs. The fifth paragraph is quite long, so I might stop at four. Um, but let's get into it. So since I wrote my first story, they have asked me if what I wrote is the truth um, or was the truth. Even though my answers satisfied them, sometimes, uh, well, even though my answers sometimes satisfied the curious. Um, to me, I've, I keep going around um, times that I answer that question. Um, it's not important, Quan. Uh, it's an accent, not sure. Um, it's not important something to be sincere. Uh, the uncomfortable sensation of having said, um, I'll go, which is like something, um, having said something that never gives in the center of the white. Okay, that last sentence is interesting. I might have to try a different interpretation of that. Um, if the novels are uh, true or false is important to a certain people, uh, tanto como, as much as, well, I'm gonna look up tanto just to make sure I'm doing it right. Um, as much as that being good or bad and many readers, conscious or unconsciously, um, make dependent the second on the first. Okay, interesting. Um, the Inquisitors, no. The Spanish Inquisitors or Inquisitioners. I'm gonna make sure I'm doing that. One. I'm sure it's a cognate, but I don't know what it means in English exactly. Um, the Spanish Inquisitors, for example, um, prohibit the publication or the uh, importance. Um, 
of novels in the colonies, in the Spanish American colonies, with the argument that those books, Disparatados, I'm sure that's almost a cognate, uh, but I'm going to look it up. Uh, those something and absurd books, it is said, lyingly, um, can be prejudice uh, for the spiritual health of the Indians. Okay. I don't think prejudice is the right word there. It's perjudicialis. Um, anyway, for this reason, the Spanish Americans only read fictions of contraband. I think that's contraband. Contrabando. I'm going to look it up. Um, during 30, oh no, 300 years. And the first novel that, with such a name, they published or was published in the Spanish America um, appeared only after the independence in Mexico in 1816. Um, to the prohibition or al prohibir to prohibit um, not some works, um, not some determined works without a liter, uh, mm, literary genre in abstract, the Santo Oficio um, note says the Santo Oficio of the Inquisition um, established something that to how to their eyes was a law without exceptions um, that the novels always lie that all of them offer a vision, fallas, um, maybe like a fictitious vision of the of life. Um, many years I wrote a work ridiculed, no, ridiculing. I'll look it up. Ridiculizando, probably ridiculing, um, to those arbitrarios. Oh no. Um, arbitrary passes. I'm thinking like arbitrary borders of such, like the, the he's talking about the laws that prohibit the genres, the literary genres. Um, uh, to those arbitraries, capaces um, of a similar generalization. Now, I think the inquisitors, the Spanish inquisit 
inquisitors were Picasso, um, were something the first to understand before the critics and before their own novelists, the naturalization or the, natu uh, the nature of fiction and their propensiones, propensiones sed sediciosas. Um, the note says revolutionaries. Um, okay, next paragraph. In effect, the novels lie. Uh, it can't be made into another thing. Like it can't be any other way. But that is only a part of history. The other is that lying, uh, they express a curious truth that can only be expressed or can only express simulatar um, I had that word before. Hold on. Sim, similar is to hide or cover up. Okay. So it can only be expressed as like covered up or encubierta, which is also covered up. Um, Desfrazada. This unknown um, of that which hold on, I'm going to the next page is not um, said as such. These have a semblance of a galimatias on the side. It says confusion. Okay. Um, but in reality, they try to do something of um, sim simplicity, I would say. No, they try to do something very simple, is what they're saying, actually. Um, the men that, know, that are not content with their luck and almost everyone, rich or poor, um, great or mediocre, um, celebres, uh, celebrities, or oscuros, that would be like um, obscure people, maybe. Um, they want a life, a different life than that which they live. Okay. Um, to apply this, tramposamente, I don't know what that one is. That sounds fun. I'm thinking trampolines, but it probably has nothing to do with that. Um, that. That appetite was born, from that appetite was born the fictions. Okay. Um, they write and they read for the 
Seres humanos. I know that one. I know this one. But like the human beings. I'm going to say human beings. For the human beings that have the lives that no say this is resignan that do not resign themselves to not having in the embryon i would say embryo of all novel um boule ouye something um an inconformidad, inconf inconformity. Um, I'm gonna look that up because I'm not exactly sure what they mean. Like, um, it's if it's inconformity, it's like they're not conforming. But I don't think that's actually a word in English. I think that's a false um, formation. Um, latte un deseo. I don't know what latte means, but um, it's a wish, something of a wish. Does this signify uh, that the novel is a synonym of? Uh, I mean, they're kind of saying unreality, but. I would say like fantasy would be a better interpretation. Um, what introspectives, bucaneros, bucaneros, bucaneros of the Conrad, of Conrad, um, the morosos, moroso, the something aristocrats, Krautianos, I know that one. Um, the anonymous, the anonymous hombrecillos, ooh, hombrecillos, like little boys, castigados, castigados, I think I looked that one up before. Nope, I haven't. I was wrong. Um, Castigados. Um, for the adversity of Franz Kafka um, and the erudite metaphysicos, the metaphysical erudites, eruditos is the word, metaphysical something erudites, I'm saying. Of the stories of Borges, um, do uh, exalt us or conmueve, conmover, I can't remember what that means, or move us, maybe, um, because they don't have anything to do with us because it's not impossible to identify 
the their experiences with ours. None of this, none of that. I would say like, maybe he's saying none of that is true, but it just says nada de eso. So it's not nothing of that. Um, Convenir. I've definitely looked this one up before, but not in this project. I'll look it up again. Convenir. Um, something pisar with care. Well, that walk or that way, um, that of the true and the false, or no, the truth and the lie in the world of fiction is sembrado de trampas, sembrado de trampas. Well, I know that like a sembrillo is like a seed. So maybe sembrado is something is like seeded. Like it is seeded from trampas, which are like tricks, right? Um, so it's a seeded from tricks. And the inventors or invitadores, the guests, it's like invited, but that's not a word in English. Um, but I think it's invited people. Oasis um, that appears in the horizon. Suelen dreams to be espejismos. Wow, what is that? Espejismos. Okay, interesting. So I'm going to stop there and go and look up my words, but this so far makes sense to me. I don't find a ton of words in as much as I just read that I don't know. It's just kind of an uh, issue of interpretation. I just need to figure out how to interpret it. Um, but I'm going to look up some words and come back and do another reading. Okay, so I've looked up the words that I need to and I'm ready to do the second pass. So here we go. Since I wrote my first story, they've asked me if what I wrote is the truth. Even though my answers satisfied, um, sometimes satisfied the curious, um, I continued going about um, hold on this. Um, every time I answered that question, it wasn't important how sincere I, I was. Um, the uncomfortable sensation of having said something and never give in the center of the blank of the blank, of the white. I still don't know what that last phrase kind of means. It's very in interesting. Um, if the no novels are true or false, 
is important to a certain people um, as much as um, them being good or bad. And many readers, conscious or unconsciously, um, make the first depend on, make the second depend on the first. Um, the Spanish inquisitors, um, for example, prohibited the publication or the importance of novels in the Spanish American colonies with the argument that those books, um, those absurd, well, I mean, disaparatados apparently also means absurd, but the second one is much more obviously absurd. So let me find alternate, so like crazy. So the, the uh, that the argument was that those crazy and absurd books, it is said, lyingly, can be um, damaging, where was I? Damaging for the spiritual health of the Indians. Um, for this reason, the Spanish Americans only read fictions of contraband during 300 years and the first novel that with such a name was published in the Spanish America appeared only after the independence in Mexico in 1816. To prohibit not some works, some determined works without a literary genre in abstract, the Saint, the saint Officio um, established something that to their eyes was a law without exceptions, that the novels always lie, that all of them offer a vision, a false vision of life. Um, over the years, I wrote a work ridiculing these arbitrary or those arbitraries. Um, Abilities of a similar generalization. Well, I don't think I translated that right. Capacis. Well, capacities or competence, maybe, is a better one. Let me write that down. Capacities, competences. Um, those arbitrary competences of a similar generalization. Now, I think that the inquisitors, the Spanish inquisitors, were um, perhaps the first to understand before the critics and before their own novelists um, the nature of fiction and their and its rebellious tendencies. Ooh, okay. Um, in effect, the novels lie. It cannot be any other way, but that is only part of history. The other is that lying, they express a curious truth 
that only can be expressed um, dissimilar. That can only be expressed covered up or under dust, sort of. Um, disguised of that which is not. Disguised as if it was not. I think it's a better way to say that. Um, said as such, these have the semblance of a of confusion, um, but in reality, they're trying something very simple. The men are, or men in general, are not happy with their luck, and almost everyone, rich and rich or poor, great or mediocre. Uh, celebrities or obscure people want a life, want a different life than that which they live. To apply um, tramposamente is like not exactly a word. It's kind of made up because tramposo is like a cheater or a swindler. So tramposamente would be like doing so as a cheater or a swindler. So like cheatingly i'm gonna have to find a better word for that um th but anyway that appetite is um from that appetite is born fiction they write and they read for the um human beings that have lives that do not resign them to not having. Still don't quite understand that sentence. I'm gonna to have to reinterpret that. Um, in the embryo of every novel um, seeds a nonconformity, um, throbbing, like a throbbing dream. Um, Does this mean that the novel is synonymous with um, fantasy or in reality? Um, what introspectives, what mm, introspective buccaneers of Conrad, the delinquent and Proustian aristocrats. Proustian is apparently like someone that's similar to Marcel Proust or writes like him. So being complex, highly detailed, etc. cetera. Um, the anonymous little men that are punished by the adversity of Franz Kafka and the erudites or scholars, the metaphysical scholars of the stories of Borges do not exalt and do not exalt us and do not move us emotionally because 
they don't have anything to do with us because it's impossible to um, identify their experiences with uh, ours. Uh, none of this is true. Um, it is advisable to tread with tread carefully. Um, well, that way, um, the, well, that way, the way of truth and of the lie of the world of fiction, um, is plagued with traps. So I was kind of right on the sembrado because it, it could be like sown in or like sown with as in sowing the seeds, but a better probably translation is plagued with traps. Um, and the host, hosts of the oasis that appear on the horizon dream of being a mirage. Weird, okay. Um, I kind of have the same ideas about it as I did the first time, so I'm gonna have to do an interpretation and then come back. So I will type that up and then read my final interpretation. Okay, so I've done my final interpretation and I'm ready to read it and analyze it. So here we go. Since I wrote my first story, they've asked me if what I wrote is true. Even though my answers sometimes satisfy the curious, I continue to be surrounded, once I answer that question, regardless of how sincerely, by the uncomfortable sensation of having said something that misses the mark. If the novels are true or false is important to certain people as much as if they are good or bad, and many readers, consciously or not, make the latter depend on the former. The Spanish Inquisitor inquisitors, for example, prohibited the publication or import of novels in the Spanish American colonies on the basis that those crazy and absurd books, it is said deceitfully, can be damaging to the spiritual health of the Indians. For this reason, the Hispanic Americans only read contraband fiction for 300 years, and the first novel with such a name that was published in Spanish America appeared only after independence in Mexico in 1816. By prohibiting not just some specified works, but an abstract literary genre, the Holy Office established something that to their eyes was a law without exceptions, that novels always lie, that all of them offer a false vision of life. For years, I wrote a piece ridiculing those arbitrators capable of such generalization. Now, I think that those Spanish inquisitors were perhaps the first to understand, before the critics and the novelists themselves, the nature of fiction and its, and its rebellious tendencies. In effect, novels lie. It can't be any other way. But that is only part of the story. The other is that lying, they express a curious truth that can only be expressed in a sly and covert manner, disguised as if it was not so. 
presented as such, it has the semblance of gibberish, but in reality is something very simple. People are not happy with their luck and almost everyone, rich or poor, great or mediocre, famous or obscure, wants a different life than what they've led. To appease dishonestly that appetite, fictions were born. They were written and read so that human beings could have the lives that they had resigned themselves to not having. In the embryo of every novel, nonconformity bubbles, desire throbs. Does this mean that non novels are synonymous with unreality? Do the introspective buccaneers of Conrad, the delinquent aristocrats of Proust, the anonymous little men imprisoned by the adversity of Franz Kafka, and the metaphysical erudites of the stories of Borges excite us and move us because they don't have anything to do with us, because it's impossible to identify their experience with ours? Absolutely not. But it is wise to tread carefully, since this path, the path of truth and lies in the world of fiction, is riddled with traps, and the inviting oasis that appears on the horizon tends to be a mirage. I think this is a very interesting work so far, as I've read at least, because it kind of talks, it obviously discusses the issue of truth and reality in fiction. And I think what the author is trying to capture here is that fiction is an escape. And, the, and this is sort of a I would say a modern idea, but obviously not super modern, considering Mario Var um, Vargas Llosa um, wrote about it. And let's see, when did he write about this? Mm, approximately like the 50s, 60s. Um, so like, historically speaking, pretty recently. Um, but it's such an interesting idea, the way he's putting it because he's kind of saying, in the beginning at least, um, he didn't understand why Spanish inquisitors were so afraid of the novel. He's like, you're generalizing the uh, purpose and the nature of fiction, because he doesn't think that, generally speaking, all novels present this sort of lie about life. Um, but apparently over the years, he kind of came to the realization that, no, they're right. They totally understand what fiction is about. Um, but the way that, like, if you were to say it out loud, that novels present um, lies, that's not exactly capturing the whole sense of the novel. Um, and he goes into this later in this passage that I've already read, um, that like in general, people are just not happy and they want this escape. And novels and fiction give them that. Um, but he cautions at the very end of the passage that I read that you shouldn't, you still shouldn't really generalize um, the this idea that um, novels are only fiction and cannot be applied to real life. 
right? Um, he's saying like, if you if you accept the idea that novels present something that's not actually true, which is you know an idea, um, and then take that to mean they can never be true or there's no even um, similarities to truth, that's kind of stretching it um, because it's there's always a semblance of truth in fiction is what I, I think he's trying to say. Um, and at the very end, there's this, this nice line that says the inviting oasis that appears on the horizon tends to be a mirage. And I think what he's trying to say there is that um, if you're looking for a definitive answer for this big question of is fiction truth or lie, you're going to be disappointed because there's really not one. Like there might seem to be one, but there's really not. It's, it's very ambiguous. And it's a very interesting idea that he's playing with here. And the way he's presenting it, I just, I, I actually really like his writing style. Um, and I like this sort of narrative element of this. Um, I think this would be something that like students would read at the beginning of a literature um, class, like um, what is the purpose of writing or what is the purpose of novels and stuff like this. I think this would be one of those sort of texts. Um, and I kind of wish I would have read this instead of some of the things that they gave us because other things are just so bland, like in English at least. There's always textbooks like that say kind of what this is saying, but in a more uh, literary way. Um, or in a less literary way, I think is what I'm trying to say, actually. Um, and they are kind of like the the pieces that I'm talking about in English are kind of that inviting oasis that uh, Yosa is talking about at the very end that try to give a definitive answer. And I think he presents it as much more ambiguous. And I think that's the way you should present it personally. Um, but anyway, I really like this work so far. And I think the interpretation wasn't super hard because um, I think that's honestly due to the fact that it was written more recently. So like the, um, the language style is much closer to modern language. Um, I think this would technically qualify as modernism in the, um, well, in the, in the ideas of literary eras, I think it's actually more postmodern because modernism is sort of like presenting the idea of like, wow, everything's broken. This is actually what reality is. Um, well, no, not everything's broken. This is how reality is. People before were trying to make it super fancy and fluffy, but it's not. And then postmodern is like, yeah, this is what reality is, but it's not this or that. It's just a collage of things. And I think this is exactly what Yosa is, is conveying in this text, that reality is not 
this or that. It's a collage. And I think that's very postmodern, um, literarily speaking. Um, so anyway, I'll come back next week and read the next work and keep going on this. Really quick, I just wanted to add that the essay was written in 1990. I think I said earlier that it was probably published in the 60s, and I basically just pulled that number out of my ass because he was born in 1930s. Um, but looking at his list of works, he's been active since the 60s up until 2010. Um, and the essay was written in 1990, so it makes a lot of sense why the language felt very modern because it was literally written in the last like 30 years. Um, so I just wanted to point that out and add that as a revision to my previous statement.